Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Local Procast. I'm Jesse Flores and today I want to talk about um, one of the most interesting things I've read and learned recently in the field of, uh, I shouldn't even say marketing, I think it's a really good business principle um, from a guy named Alex Hormozzi over at acquisitions.com and uh, and I'm really excited to share it with you. So today we're going to talk about value in a way that um, I hadn't thought about it before and uh, has really kind of changed the way I'm thinking about it going forward. Local businesses are the heart of their communities. Often they're the first people ask for sponsorships and are the first ones willing to give on top of frantically trying to grow their businesses. The problem is that they're facing increasing pressure from bigger, better funded, more tech savvy companies. So how does a less than tech savvy business push back in order to attract, retain, and engage more of their dream customers while growing profits? That's the question that this podcast will give you the answer to. My name is Jesse Flores and welcome to the Local Procast. So I recently read this book called $100 Million Offers by a guy named Alex Harmozzi. And this came across in my Kindle feed, I think, as something, um, you know, a you might like kind of book. And usually I kind of gloss over those. Um, as you can imagine, I probably I read a lot of business books and a lot of certainly a lot of marketing books. And, and many times um, I, I'll glance at them and, uh, you know, mo- many don't catch my eye, really. This one did. And um, and it did. Uh, one, because the outrageous headline was compelling. Uh, and, and two, I'd heard of him before. Um, he launched a company called Jim Launch Secrets, um, which uh, has exploded and it was, it's, it's been really successful. And, um, and so I, I wanted to see what he had to say. And there were a lot of things in the book that, um, that I thought were, were really good, uh, many of which uh, I, I had thought about before or had heard about in business school. But um, but his he had a concept called the value equation, which I hadn't ever seen before and I thought was really, really, really compelling. Uh, and the idea behind the value equation is that there are really four levers to creating value. There is a customer's dream outcome. That's lever one. Lever two is the customer's perceived probability of success. Lever three is how long it takes for a customer to realize their dream outcome or, and I don't remember if this is what he said or if this is me thinking about it afterwards, or how long it takes for them to increase the perceived probability of success. And then number four is how much effort that customer needs to exert in order to accomplish realizing their dream outcome. So you've got dream outcome, uh, probability of perceived probability of success and perception is important there. Um, time to realize that dream outcome, and then the amount of effort realized to, or, or needed to realize that dream outcome. And uh, he calls this the value equation. The idea is is that um, if you increase, so if you think about it as, as a division problem where you've got across the top, and this is the way he frames it in the book, is you've got um, dream outcome times perceived probability of success divided by um, uh, time uh, times effort, you get some number. And so the, the equation is um, is conceptual. It's not actually mathematical. And so uh, I actually think about them more as levers versus an equation. And he goes into the book why he calls it an equation. But I think it's kind of a strained metaphor. And the reason that, that, it's, that he calls it an equation is because the idea is that on the top half of the equation, which would be um, dream outcome and perceived probability of success, you want to increase those values whatever those values might be. 
Uh, and on the bottom side of the equation, the time to uh, the time to come to uh, to realize the outcome or the amount of effort you want to decrease those, and that makes sense. Uh, and I'll give an example here in a second. That as the out the dream outcome gets more sexy or, or or gets to be a little bit more exciting, there is more value. Uh, as you in as you uh, increase the perceived probability of success, there's more value. As you help someone realize it faster, there's more value. So that's a decrease in time, right? And as you make it easier for someone to realize that. Uh, outcome, there's value, and so you decrease. And so he calls it an equation because the idea is is that if you uh, increase, you you want you want to really increase the things at the top of the of the matrix, or yeah, the matrix, and that and decrease the things at the bottom of the matrix. Ultimately, um, I, I think of it as as levers and as a matrix because I the, the math side to me is is a little bit um, strained, but uh, but the principle is is a good principle, and so. Uh, and so I've been I've been thinking about this quite a bit, and just to kind of give some example about how this might work. Okay, so I've said before on on, on previous podcasts that your service is not your offer, right? And, and it's not actually your value either. Uh, and, and I've mentioned before that there's really um, three ways to to add value, right? You you solve a customer's problem, right? you decrease pain, or you increase joy. Like those are really kind of the three main ways or tactics or strategies that you would use to, I guess strategies that you would use to add value. That ultimately, you know, we build websites, but that is a service. That's a what. That's not a, that's not a why. There's no inherent value. Some people want a website because they want more sales. Some want more leads. Some want, you know, better branding. There's, there's a whole lot of reasons. And, and each of those is tied to either a gain, a perceived gain, a perceived pain or a problem to be solved, right? And so ultimately, and I've, and I've talked about this before in a previous podcast, and I'll link back to it in case uh, you haven't heard that before or you want to learn more about it. What was fascinating about these, about the value equation, though, or the value matrix, uh, is it really gets into the, um, uh, gosh, what I would call probably the the psychology or the the or, or takes the strategy one step further. So I'll give so I'll give you an example. Um, Let's let's take a typical business. I'm currently in the process of, of of rekindling my love for golf. I haven't played in a very long time, and uh, this year I started playing again, and I really enjoy it. But as you can imagine, I've I've got a, a lot of rust I've needed to shake off because it's been a very long time since I've played. So let's imagine that I am in the market for a golf coach, right? And if you're a standard golf coach, you might be advertising um, or at least talking about yourself as a golf pro, right? And you'd say, okay, I'm a I'm a golf pro, and you know, I'm really great. I've got all these years of experience and, and that's awesome. Right now, if there are 10 golf pros in my Google search feed, for instance, I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a golf pro to help me out and they all, they're all going to have some variation of that message. And that's how most, frankly, that's how most of you. And sometimes us, like that's how you market, right? We're really great at what we do. This is the service we provide. And, uh, you know, here's why we're great. Right. But ultimately, Let's imagine like I'm scrolling my feed and I find a golf coach that says, um, you know, and his headline says something like, you know, I'll make you a scratch golfer. I'll make you a scratch golfer. We work with me. And, you know, I create scratch golfers or, we, you know, I turn out scratch golfers. Right. And I would stop and I would look at that because right because all of a sudden that is a uh, a value that that's an outcome that I that I would find appealing. Right. I want to be a scratch golfer. That's a really interesting outcome. And that's different than. I'm a golf coach, right? So you can already start to see that one lever, the lever of dream outcome is being manipulated by that golf pro. That golf pro is saying, 
I will make you a scratch golfer. And that's a that's a really compelling outcome. So I'm going to stop and, and look at that, pay attention to that. Now, tying back to the, uh, you know, the, the pain gain, um, uh, pain gain problem, you know, uh, thing I've talked about before. Now the overarching, uh, the overarching, uh, thing I'm looking for is a gain, right? It's an improvement in my, in my golf swing. I mean, I guess I could also maybe call it a pain because sometimes it's painful to watch me play. But, uh, in general, this is, this is, this is a gain. This is like the, the direction I'm trying to head, but the levers that are available to influence my ability to move towards that with a particular golf pro in this case, he's manipulating that lever of dream outcome. So I will make you uh, a, a scratch golfer. Hey, that's, that's a good outcome. I want, I'm going to pay attention to that. Now, the second lever is perceived probability of success. Um, or another way of looking at it is de-risking, right? De-risking. So how can I make this as as likely as possible that I can accomplish the goal? So let's imagine now I'm, I'm scoring that feed and I see that same golfer and his headline is, you know, I will make you a scratch golfer guaranteed. Well, now that's more value than had he just said, I'll make you a scratch golfer. And that's certainly more value than just I'm a golf pro, you know, and people love me, right? So those two levers increasing that dream outcome saying, uh, I will make you a scratch golfer. That's that's one lever he's increased. And I will do a guarantee. That's another lever he's increased. He's taken the, the risk of failure off the table, right? Now, let's imagine that, you know, this, this guy's a really savvy guy and he's manipulating all, he's manipulating three of the value levers. And he says, I will make you a scratch golfer, dream outcome, uh, guaranteed, um, uh, probability of success overnight decreases the time, right? So I would, my, my intuitively, I would say, okay, this guy's going to make me a scratch golfer. He's guarantees it, but how long is that going to take? How often am I going to have to practice? Is this going to be, you know, am I going to have to go and, and, and spend four hours a day practicing? I don't have time for that. Um, and so while the, the dream outcome and the probability of success are certainly appealing, immediately my brain says, this is going to take a long time. So when his next headline is, uh, or his next kind of comment is, I'm going to do it overnight. All of a sudden, that speed has really increased the value even more. Now I'm like, now I'm really intrigued. Okay, so this guy's going to make me a scratch golfer overnight guaranteed. Like that's that's a ton of value. Now, now let's imagine he wants to manipulate all four levers of uh, of this. And so I'm still thinking, okay, overnight guaranteed, you know, what's, what, what's going to have to happen here? I have to buy some, you know, magic club or something and, uh, you know, is this going to be a 24-hour in, in intensive? I, I I don't know, right? And again, this is I, I don't know of anyone that can actually do this. I'm just illustrating the, the points, right? And so let's imagine he's manipulating all four levers, and this guy is, is amazing. He's God's gift to golf pros, uh, and he says, "I'll make you a scratch golfer overnight, guaranteed. You don't even have to swing a club." Now you're like, oh my gosh, that's really, really compelling value, right? I don't even have to put any effort. This guy's going to make me a scratch golfer overnight, right? So uh, dream outcome, uh, very little time, guaranteed, which means high probability of success. Don't even have to swing a club, which means no effort. All four of those levers are now manipulated. Now, this is definitely an exaggerated example. As far as I know, this doesn't exist. But here's the interesting thing. If it did exist, how much would you expect that person to charge? I mean, imagine, imagine, for instance, if this guy could do this, if, that, if this existed in the world, um, probably every single uh, golf pro would want, every single professional golfer would want to work with this person. How much would they be willing to pay to work with this person, right? How much would you, if you had an unlimited budget, be willing to pay to work with this person if golf was, was your thing, right? All of a sudden, 
this person is now taking himself out of the world of competing with golf pros to creating a, uh, to creating a uh, an opportunity for him to charge way more because he's delivering way more value and he's communicating that uh, in a way that nobody else is. Now, again, exaggerated example, but the point is, is that these four levers of value, dream outcome, perceived probability of success, which you want to increase, uh, time to success and uh, uh, an amount of effort, which you want to decrease, start to move you out of the land of I am a X or I do X to I solve a particular problem or increase a particular joy or, or decrease a particular pain in, in, these, in, in, in these ways. And that unique combination of ways is, is, is going to make you no longer a commodity, but start to make you a unique offering. And this is a really, really compelling way to think about your own business. So as you're kind of going back and thinking about, okay, what is it you do? You know, if you're a, uh, if you're a roofer, for instance, or you're a plumber, or you're, or you're a doctor, right? it's very easy to say, okay, I am a X, we do X, right? But what is the value that is actually provided? And then what levers can you then manipulate in order to start to uh, uh, stand out from the crowd? Now, if everybody in your industry is offering a guarantee, then probably a guarantee is not going to be a really compelling way for you to, to add more value. So is there another way to decrease the probability or sorry, rather to increase the probability of success as opposed to just a guarantee? Um, or maybe everyone in your industry is really uh, is really slow. So is there a way for you to get faster Right? And that's one of the ways we've we've been trying to really focus on speed on our end, and we're not perfect, but because we know that one of the biggest complaints most people have is that their people, their web developer never gets back to them quickly, right? And so our goal is to win at time because we know there's more value in time. Now, what this also means is that as you start to manipulate these levers, the next thing that starts to happen is go back to the golf pro example, this mythical golf pro. Um, you can also start to get out of the competing on price problem, right? And that's and that's where we are currently, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit of a, of a open kimono moment. Um, you know, as I've kind of started looking at these four levers and I started looking at our services and I look at our messaging, which I'll do another podcast on, and I look at uh, all uh, at the landscape of things that are out there, the different ways people can solve the problems or achieve the gain or decrease the pain that we that we ultimately do in our category. Um, I start to say, okay, well, where can we manipulate these levers so that we start to stand apart from and are no longer comparable to other companies in our industry? Um, anyways, hopefully you find this helpful, and, and I know it can be a little bit trippy, but um, I'll put a I'll put a link um, in our in the feed here to Alex's book, um, which I, I suggest you check out for sure. Uh, and then if we put together a resource, I'll link to that as well. Uh, but these four levers are are really really huge. And in the next uh, episode, I think I'll go into it in a little bit more detail as it as it pertains to particular offers. But uh, I, I want to share these four levers and just give you some time to start thinking about that. What are those four levers and how do they work in your business and how can you start to manipulate them in order to stand apart from a commodity me too service competing on price and into something else a little bit more interesting. So hopefully you found this helpful and interesting. If you did, please uh, take a second to subscribe or like or whatever we're, we're doing on whatever network. Uh, and also, if you know someone else who might find it valuable, please uh, take a second to share this with them as well. All right. Hey, thanks so much for your time and attention. Talk to you soon. Bye.